ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you so you can become a better performer as a whole. So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Thank you for joining me once again here on the pod. Episode 182 is an interview with Nigel Hill. I last interviewed Nigel in 2021 when he won DU or Down Under. Nigel is such a humble, unassuming guy who is also a phenomenal runner. Ron joins me on this one to chat with Nigel about his win at the GSER 100 miler race recently, his um, training up to the event, his strategy going into the race and how that ended up panning out for him because we all know it's a plan is one thing but whatever happens and also his view on the wintry weather which I really loved. I think you'll really enjoy this one. I love it when people tell me how much they love the podcast, but I would love it even more if they went onto Apple Podcasts and gave the show five stars and wrote a short review. In that way, they are, or you are, helping the podcast grow. And don't you want to help a runner out? I don't get paid to do this, but knowing that it means something to you, enough that you could spend two minutes writing a review makes me keep plugging away at it. Basically, when you write a review, you're telling Apple Podcasts that people are listening to the show and that they should show the show to people who are looking for podcasts. And in this way, the podcast grows. Now, I just saw that the podcast is doing really well in Lebanon. Thank you to everyone from Lebanon who is listening. Hello. Um, So the link to Apple Podcasts is in the show if you are willing to help me out, which I would greatly appreciate. Lots going on with Peak Endurance Coaching other than, you know, I'm loving coaching everybody, but I also like to have some extras. My goal setting webinar is on January the 11th, which will help you get your goals and habits set to slingshot you into your best year yet and don't we all need one of those then starting on the 15th of january i have my new 28 day stretching and mobilizing challenge this will be a cracker i know a lot of people say oh runners don't need to stretch but i'm telling you if you want to keep your range of motion and able to run for as long as possible you want to be doing this Uh, there'll be twice weekly classes that will be recorded ready for you to um, see again and um, daily poses or stretches to see all for $85 for four weeks that is brilliant Um, also my mindfulness um, workshop can now be purchased at any time as an as you go workshop that will help you turn the mindfulness practice into a daily habit so you can start that anytime and still get all the same activities and benefits so go to the website peakendurancecoaching.com.au to find out more don't forget to help my sponsors by supporting them they support me they need support back so go to health and high performance for any of those niggles to keep them at bay then of course the best chocolate is at peak chocolate and why it's best is it tastes awesome but it's also actually good for you because it's like sugar fruit that's awesome so go to peakchocolate.com.au to get 15% off some of that yummy chocolate they have a new product which I am loving their new milk chocolate mix for hot chocolate 
It is absolutely divine. It really gives me my chocolate hit without the guilt. And I do love a hot chocolate every evening. Anyway, enjoy this interview with Nigel. My name's Sarah. I've been coached by Izzy since February this year, 2022. I've had a really good year of running, thank you to the support um, and guidance from Izzy. I did two main races, um, the Surf Case Century 100 kilometers and also the New York Marathon. Both of these races, um, I achieved all my goals that I wanted to achieve and um, just had a, a great experience in both. Um, thoroughly enjoyed my year and um, just having the, the support, the guidance and the knowledge from Izzy really helped me achieve those goals. So if you're thinking of actually getting a running coach, I would highly recommend Izzy from Peak Endurance Running. Thank you. Hi, Nigel, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. How are you going? I'm pretty good. How about you? Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty good. So, uh, as, as I said, I'm uh, at my daughter's gymnastics. So, uh, it's uh, downtime. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, I've got Ron here with me. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, good, thank you. That's good. And um, and yes, you're sitting in your car. You're you're not driving. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're waiting waiting for your daughter. So, good on you for for doing doing the good dad stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, no, no dramas. Um, so how many kids do you have? I've got two kids. Um, my son, Max, he's 12, and my daughter, Liza, is 10. So, so you're yeah. still in a very busy stage with kids. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, obviously, they play a bit of sport. Um, I help out coach on a couple of those. And, um, yeah, it is a juggling act. Um, there's enough, enough running around during the week, but um, I get... A real lot of enjoyment out of seeing my kids. So I um and I was lucky enough that my parents would, you know, support me in everything I did, run me around like idiots. So um I'm happy to give back and um do what I gotta do. So are either of them um interested in running? Um, you know what, my, my son was originally and um and then he sort of wavered a little bit and but he, he made the actual cross country team this year. So nice. um he, he doubles in it. Um but yeah it's probably not his he, he loves footy and he plays yeah. basketball. So, yeah. but yeah, and then my Although daughter. Running, running keeps him fit for both of those. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So essentially, um, I found actually when he did his uh, cross country during the year, he got fitter and it was helping yeah. his footy as well. So it actually worked hand in hand. Um, yeah. But my daughter, on the other hand, she's like the sprinter. And yeah. um, God help this little soul. She um, she entered the 1500 at, um, at school, even though she was a, a sprinter, but it was all just a... Um, to try and make me proud. Oh, <laughs> she, she nearly died, and um, she goes, Dad, I think I'm a sprinter. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, nah, she she's actually really fast. So I go, look, Lois, you're the you're the fast one, and I'm the long distance. Let's just That's be right. happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, in spite of the way it may seem to people who may be listening to this for the first time, this is not a uh, kids in sport um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? What I'm, what we actually are interviewing you for is um, because of um, GSER, the Great Southern Endurance Run, and congratulations on your resounding and amazing win. Yeah, no, it was um, 
Yeah, I was pretty happy actually. Like, um, you know, you you train hard for these things. Um, mm. it's a long, slow burn, and um, I was I went in pretty well. Like, I, I was pretty happy where I was at. And um, before the race, I sort of I was aiming for a podium. Yeah. Uh, and then to sort of come out on top was um even yeah you know even I was bloody happy so yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's and I mean you won by a, quite a fair margin it was close to an hour and a half wasn't it yeah like it, that was sort of blew me away a little bit um to be quite honest like um knowing Owen um Davies himself as well um comes from Gisborne around the area and we, so we sort of semi trained together sometimes so um. Yeah, like I, I quality field and I didn't know Matt Gorth so much, but I, I knew he could run. So the field was pretty good at the top end. And um, yeah, to come away from him, I suppose, um, was a little bit of a shock at the time. And then to be able to keep putting time into him was, yeah, I suppose we put these programs in place and, and get primed for the, the day. And, um, you know, this one really worked. So um, you, you take that as a win. Yeah, definitely. What's your training? What was your training like in the lead up? You know, injury free. Yeah, I, look, to be quite honest, uh, over the last probably two years or so, I've been pretty injury free. Um, I think since I've moved to the Masson Ranges and stuff, more, just running on trails more often and stuff, I think it's helped as well. But um, again, being a lot more in tune to my body and, and knowing when to push, when to stop and so forth. But um, yeah, but uh yeah i I'd, I'd set the plan for you know going into it and i'd had consistent months where i'd gone for like progressing like in a pyramid type thing going from 300 k's a week to 320 350 370 oh sorry three a month and, oh my uh, god i was gonna have a heart attack <laughs> I, I, anyway i got up to over 400 or so and then um probably a month out I, I planned to have even a bigger month and um and then my work I'm a landscaper and yeah. um just got so crazy and I'm not the biggest taper type of person I normally just peak to the day and <laughs> um, and about two or three weeks before like it was literally so busy I just said something's got to give mm-hmm. and I was busy physically and mentally I was pretty drained so I I gave up virtually running for the best part of two weeks. And I just said, look, I I simply can't get any fitter, um, but I can be mentally strong where the milers you need to be mentally strong. Um, So I did that. And then I probably, I probably had too much running off. And then I did a run on a, on a Saturday or Sunday before the event. And I pulled up, I'm glad I did it actually, because it just got my, me refiring and, um, and going again just to get my brain going. Hey, you got to run in a week's time. <laughs> so um, yeah, no look, no injuries. Very consistent. Very very happy um, the way it all went. So um, do you think you'll employ a, a taper again? Seeing as it was quite successful this time. It is what it is. What yeah, I as I said, I, you just got to listen to yourself and uh, and I, I was definitely on. You know, couldn't get any fitter or anything like this. But. To other people in that as well, like you get to two weeks before it, like you can't, you can't simply get any fitter. You just really need to be undercooked and overcooked. So, um, but yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily tape. I always just, just continually keep ticking over what I've been doing without going crazy. Um, But this time I I literally stopped. Like I I went from doing 115 Ks to like 20. I think it was, um, it wasn't meant to be so significant, um, but it just, that's how it played out. 
But you, um, uh, like you said, you're a landscaper, so you're working physically hard. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's not so like that, you're sitting on a chair getting completely deconditioned. Nah, and that's that's where I I think I do have a lot of benefit. Um, and where people feel like they need to do 150 k's a week, where I don't need to, um, yeah. because I, I could be up to up to 100 and and getting the vert I need and but I know that I'm on the tools or whatever some days for eight hours so I'm actually getting extra without even you know uh, uh, having to go and do an extra run or something like that as well so yeah. and, and do you do um like do you go to the gym and do strength work or do you figure that the the your the work you do is is functional training and yeah life? yeah so I I actually I did previously and then I moved away um to the Madison Raider and I moved away from my the person I'd going, I'd been going to, and um, just out of lack of convenience and stuff, like I sort of canned it. But and then I um, and uh, I sort of just rely on what I do uh, on the job. So it's funny actually. I um, I, I started coaching another guy, and um, and we talked about the strength and stuff like that as well. And I said, look, I'm probably not the most um. Uh, profile person to be looking at because I get it through me, but um, but he actually joined one of your strength and um courses and stuff like that as well. And I, uh, I, I, yep, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I advised him, I said, Look, reach out, I, I can give you exercises and that, but half the time, people when you give them to them, they don't actually do them, yes, and uh, yeah. and it's not worth putting on there, anyway. so uh, but he and and that was a good thing about it. I said, um, yeah, he reached out to yourself and yes, he's so actually true. really happy with yours. So further in the oh, cap. <laughs> so, yeah. That's good, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so you were doing around about, you know, approximately a hundred Ks a week um, yeah. and getting your vert in and those sorts of things. Were you doing like any kind of speed work or quality sessions? Yeah. Yeah. So because uh, it was a, a long, slow burn, this, this one, um, I did Cradle Mountain back in February. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I've got to set myself something. And um, I never ran in the, the Alpine area so much. So it was a bit of a challenge. And so mm -hmm. I just locked it in. And essentially, because I, 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 I was pacing for um, Simon Neal at um, DU or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I jumped on um, with him. And um, so I didn't have any events in May. So that's why I went to sort of, you know, later on. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's how um, the, I set myself from back then. So I'd set my speed work and stuff like that to be done earlier in the year yeah. and get myself going and, and how I break my training down into phases. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so early days, yeah, I'll, for the first, you know, four or five weeks of the thing, I, I'd, I'd just concentrate on speed, low, low Ks, um, yeah. and, yeah, to really get that going and, um, yeah, intervals pyramids all that sort of stuff yeah and so then closer to the event you were just just generally running yeah essentially yeah so there was yeah speed work and then there was a bit of core and i did very long run as well just to get me thinking um i was getting bored of training and stuff like that so i just slipped in an event to um throw in there and that was like a speed event too because yeah. um reese edwards and that were there it was bloody quick how did you go in that i finished third in that event i, I was oh. actually I wasn't uh, body wise. I'd been uh, landscaping and paving, so my body wasn't really one hundred percent, and um, and and it wasn't my A grade race, so I wasn't totally, you know, to the well type of sort of situation. So, but to come out third in a, a pretty hot field, I, I was actually really happy. So, 
And yeah. so in the lead up to GSER, did you do lots of training runs, you know, training with your poles? <laughs> well, I thought I knew we'd get onto this. <laughs> and um, and and all, I was actually going to come back to you and uh, see if you needed a class or a master class and how to not use poles and get up here. <laughs> in my book, I've, I've run and won the last two events, uh, GSER and DU, without using poles. So I reckon the proof's in the pudding that you actually don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do extremely well not using poles, 100%. Uh, I totally agree. I actually, I actually spoke to a mate who did um, UTMB and uh, and uh, we were chatting about it and he had about the poles and he's like... I reckon you need poles for that. Yeah, well, it, it is on my radar, UTMB, and I'm like, do I do I just still go with no poles? <laughs> I'm more than likely not going to use them, but um, but I did watch another doco on Hard Rock as well, and I was like, far out. You probably, maybe you do need these things. <laughs> well, do you know what? The Americans were always going to UTMB and were never getting on the podium because they never they refused to use poles. As soon as they started to use poles. Yeah. They started to do a lot better. Just saying, you know. Just saying, but uh, and and if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, is is your rule normally that your paces don't have poles? No, nah, I, I don't really care. It's um. I thought it was a rule. <laughs> oh, it, it doesn't. Uh, actually, it was funny. Owen and Matt both had poles, and we were running together for the first 60, 70 k's and stuff like that, and. Um, and they they were clicking along, and they dropped them a couple times and bits and pieces. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it actually didn't bother me that much in this race. Where other races, it, it really annoyed me. But um, but yeah, with the paces, um, yeah, I, I, most of the times they they just know that I don't use them or won't need them. So <laughs> yeah, because we because we I'm sure we spied in one of the videos a pacer running next to you with his poles in his hands, and we were quite surprised. Yeah, yeah, but, but look, each of their own, that doesn't come into my book um, thing, but um, but most, part of the time when they're pacing as well, yeah, at that stage, you're not going super quick and stuff like that as well, so you don't probably need them anyway. Yeah. So that's my theory. Yeah. Well, mate, mate that, the mandatory gear and the pack that we had, you know, I don't think I needed an extra bloody couple of kilos on my thing, so it was, it was heavy enough as it is. Mm. The, the poles don't weigh a couple of kilos. Uh, it uh, this so I suppose it's like with shoes, isn't it? That you know, a couple of kilograms makes you go faster in a marathon, doesn't it? Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you're right. You know, each to their own. Like I'm, I was an early adopter of poles, and so I love them. But I also know that these things are quite doable without poles if you yeah. train adequately for that. Yeah. You got to know how to use them before you you take them into yes. a race, I believe. Honestly, Otherwise, are, yeah, don't, don't bother. I, and I agree 100% because they, they will just get in the way of you and others if you don't know how to use them properly. I agree 100%. Yeah. So you just touched briefly on on running with Owen and Matt. Um, how did that all pan out? You know, you obviously started at a very similar pace. How were you? Yeah, they, the um, start? Uh, look, at the start, I was just standing by myself and uh, I had planned to go pretty, pretty casually. And um, and then Owen and uh, Matt sort of took off right at the start, and I was like, "Poor, we're gonna make a decision here." <laughs> um, and I was like, uh, "I can't afford to let him go," so I I jogged up behind him, and um, and I just thought, oh, "I'll see how the pace is going," and um, and so forth. And and it wasn't super hot and very sustainable on a flat sort of part. So uh, yeah, I just tacked on, so it was okay. 
and then um, and then we sort of hit like the northwest spur, which was slow going anyway. Um, yeah, so we were just sort of together. So, but yeah, I I didn't know the course greatly, and that they seemed like they had um, done the course or done parts of it and whatever. So I was happy just to sort of third wheel and and just roll a little bit, um, yeah. and then. Um, yeah, like it was wide out and stuff like that as well. So we didn't really get yeah. much views and, and stuff. But yeah, I was happy uh, with their pace. Occasionally, you know, Owen might have rolled off the front and and I just said, look, I'm happy for him to go. Um, and then he'd come back or whatever it is. So we sort of, we didn't, everyone was just sort of at their own pace, but we stayed together because mm-hmm. everyone was pretty comfortable. So yeah. it was mm-hmm. um it was good in that regard. Yeah. And, um, oh crap, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, the weather. No, yeah. um. Yeah, how did how did the weather affect you? For those who who may not know, um, we had some decent rain and decent cold, and and how how did it affect you? What was your experience with the weather? Yeah, obviously, well, you know what, I, I was glad it wasn't snowing um, or snow, <laughs> I think. But yeah, I sort of said to myself pre-race that like you know I surrender my soul to my environment, and you know what, whatever conditions they throw at me, I'll be right. And um, and then the week of the race, I'm like, you know what? I actually hope it rains and pisses down and and throws out because I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether how other people are going to deal with this, but I I know I'm going to be fine. Like there's been days, it's been a long winter <laughs> in the outdoors, yeah. and um, yeah, we've been working in some really shit conditions. Oh, so, so you would be working in it all yeah, the time. So wet boots, muddy boots, like yeah. up to my ankles and bits and pieces. So I, that's why I said, you know what, I, I hope it rains because, yeah, I'm going to be okay. So yeah. it's going to affect people more than me. So that was, um, you know, it, what, look, I was hoping to get a couple of views and um, of the, the the surroundings and everyone told me it's so beautiful, but I literally did not see one mountain for 25 hours. Um, <laughs> and then I, at one stage, I think I nearly did, and I tried to get my phone out. And oh, take one, and I'm not a big photo taker, but I thought I'll, I've got to take one, and I couldn't open my phone because my hands were too wet. So yeah. I yeah. can that idea. Yeah. So, yeah. So the weather, yeah. Look, um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was pretty ordinary, and I actually got some pretty severe shape, chafing on my back because I think the it was so wet, and my pack was just rubbing and stuff like that as well. I so. saw a photo in the Adventurers of yeah. your back all chafed. Was that you? Yeah, yeah. So that was me. Ah. Um, and like I could definitely feel it. That like, looked awful. It wasn't great. Um, <laughs> and oh yeah, I, I don't know. It was about halfway and stuff like that. And I, I was like, wow. And I'd I'd try and pull like it was like weeping, and then I'd pull it oh, off God. my thermal. And I'll pull it off and it'd stick and then pull it down. I was like, you know what? I, I don't think I can change this situation. And I just need to try and put it out of my mind. And yeah. I didn't tell any of my crew because then I knew they'd fuss over me and be yeah. wanting me to do something. So yeah. um yeah, I just I just bit the bullet and tried to not think about it. Occasionally when I think we're coming back over, um, oh, where was it? The twins on the return and because your hands and knees and you fall over it, that would, and it was hurting oh, when it was moving, but yeah. So why did it change so much? I've never seen know. that. I said this to someone else, like, oh, that's the top that I wear a lot. That's the same pack, same everything. Ooh. I can only just think that it was the, um, so the, the rain and, and it was so wet. Um, 
I actually don't know. I, I'm, I'm doing another event. I was like, do I get rid of the top or, you know, because, you know, if you're doing the same, same, it, you're going to get the same result. So, yeah, I did wonder that. Yeah, wow. Oh, well, at the mystery solved because a friend <laughs> sent me that photo going, look at this guy's back. Oh, my God. And I'm, we're like, whoa, that must be so painful. But it was you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't that much fun. I'll give you the big tip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, no, I'll have to um somehow or other add that photo to the show notes so people know what we're actually talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. anyway, so, so yeah. Go so on. who was your crew? Who was your crew for the weekend? Uh yeah, so uh with this crew, so this time my wife um she tapped out. She goes, someone else can do it. And I, I was like, that's okay. She had to do kids' sports and bits and pieces, so that, that was no dramas. So um my Masua Georgia. Um, she, she, she stepped in as chief crew. Um, so it was pretty cool. And, and then I had, uh, so Matt, who was my pacer, um, he decided to come up early as well and sort of help out Georgia and, um, another mate of mine who he was doing the 56, Andrew. And, um, and he, he came up early as well to sort of just help out and then come back and, and he ran the 56. So there was mainly a mainly team of three. Um, and then we actually had um, oh, 10 or so people from the Masson Rangers um, in our house coming up to do the event and so forth. So they sort of chipped in wherever or mm -hmm. if we needed help. But yeah, so it's pretty, so, pretty yeah. solid um, effort by the crew. I think we literally filled up when we were in Bright. Um, and the thing, I think uh, Georgia and that did nearly did 440 Ks, but by the time they went up and back and down and around and back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, she was pretty, Georgia was pretty knackered towards the end. Um, no sleep. And yeah. so, so I think she ended up having to sleep at the last aid station. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, tiring on the crew too. And, you know, they've got to be driving a car, which requires, you know, extra concentration and so it's tough work for the crew too absolutely yeah because that's right there was only like, um, there was only like that area is uh, you know it might be 30 k's for the runner but it's you know yeah. a 100 k drive to get mm. from one spot to the well, other yeah that's what that's what the thing so after the first um aid station they had to come back and they virtually got going and then went back up and um and they were there and they said they only just made it and things mm -hmm. so and then the second time so I'd had put out my times when I, when I thought I'd go, like I ran about 28 hours and I was hitting them within minutes for the first, you know, sort of three. And then um, <laughs> when they uh, left me at Salwyn, which was like 50 Ks, so then, then there was 70 Ks by myself. So they the plan was to go back, uh, have a sleep and um, for, you know, four or five hours, then come back up. And then they reckon because I was, uh, I've, was well advanced in that sort of section and stuff and um, was putting on thing. Matt said he put his head down and he was ready to go to sleep. And then George come, right, we're going to go. Nigel's flying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they, yeah, the, the best laid plans didn't actually go to plan. So, yeah. But I mean, I guess a good problem to have that you're doing well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything was going okay. So, yeah. so yeah. when you're racing, because obviously you did quite a fast pace, 20, five hours for um 100 mile with how much ascent was it in total uh, i think it was just on ten thousand. yeah yeah so that's that's a, a what you would normally consider a slow course but that's a fast time what sort of effort level were you putting out throughout the run yeah so i was I, my plan was to be pretty comfortable to try and get the halfway in good shape yeah. um and then just see how i'll go um yeah as i said i, I got um 
it was strange in this race. Like I was, I was still feeling good um, and seeing the crew at 50. And then um, I don't know how this come, but I got to the mental headspace of like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm retired. I'm quitting. Uh, I'm going to pull out. I, I was so bad. I'm never entering a race again. <laughs> I was so over it. I was done. And, um, and that, that was, um, uh, you know, just early on in the race, we still had a hundred Ks to go. And then <laughs> I fell over and bits and pieces. And, and then we just got to a downhill section where, um, you know, that I was going okay. I felt comfortable. And that's when Owen sort of dropped off a little bit. And um, that was able to get my mind back going and, and and still rolling and so yeah as i said i was still feeling good and then we got to a drink point at about 65 k's and they were fumbling around and i just thought oh look I'll, i'm just gonna go and they they'll catch me they're they're very good runners um and i it was a flat road and i'll, I'll go i'll just plug along and um thing but we when i sort of got going i was i was going at like sub five minute k pace um <laughs> Yes, and I was feeling really comfortable. Like I, I wasn't putting much effort in. So, you know, at that stage, I, I was feeling still very good. So that rolled for the next seven, eight, you know, nine Ks and stuff like that as well. So at that stage, still feeling good. And then we went into the next aid station and I was still feeling good. So that's when, I think that's when I put the gap on the guys um, as well. Where I think you just got to know in the race where you're at. And um, yeah, and if I was still feeling good without putting much effort, well then just roll with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, so then did that. Went up to the Viking turn around, come back, and I got down to sort of that flat section, which was sort of like a semi steady incline. You know, not too bad. But I got to the stage. I said to myself that oh, I need to get a break. So normally, you know, you just walk those things. I I actually pushed it. I, I was trying to do. I just time it on my watch um, that if I was 200, 400 or 600, I'd just push it. If it was, if it was, I thought I could only go 200, I'll go 400. I just yeah. think to, to make sure that they yeah, push it along where I knew that'd be either walking or whatever. And this was my, this would be the section that I'd, I'd make some time. So um, yeah, I think you just got to pick where it is. And then, and then in, in general, after that, it was um, yeah. Power hawk, power walk, the, uh, the hills or the inclines and uh, run the flats and the downs. So, but yeah, then it was funny when Matt joined me at 120 and he hadn't paced for me before. So it was a bit of trial and error and stuff like that as well. Um, Cause I, I know it's like, you don't know whether you're going front, behind, too fast. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then he got going and he sort of started trying to run a few things. I go, all right, we just, I, I knew I was in the lead then. And I go, it's my race to lose now. I don't need to push if I don't have to. So let's just keep with the rhythm, and and then we got in a good rhythm of power power hiking, and um and running the flats, and that, and that was enough. And I was still putting time into them. So yeah, that's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So my theory in general is just keep moving, yeah. like regardless of yes. how you're going, just keep moving as thing, because you either get yourself back into a rhythm and you can get going again, or you just really need to move as fast as you can. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what's the you know being an out and back? You know, obviously you do the turnaround and then you run back past those guys coming along behind you. You know, is there a bit of a, a nod and a hay, or do you bring bring the shoulders up and look like you go uh, for a bit of a sprint? <laughs> I was actually happy to see uh, uh, Owen, and he was probably uh, you know five hundred meters. So I knew I had about a k. 
And um, and he, when I saw him, he looked like yeah, uh, like yeah, he was doing it like it was not not easy. But um, I was pretty confident at that stage. I was stronger than him. Yeah. And then when I saw Matt, he was another. I think I saw him at like one point three k. So I nearly had two and a bit k's on him. And I was like, oh, I think I've got him covered. Essentially, yeah. um, it's virtually down to me and uh, Owen. So yeah, so say hello to the guys and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're all. It's pretty. Yeah. It was tough going yeah. that devil, um, the Viking sort of thing. And but yeah, when I come back down and I saw the other guys further on down, I was like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's brutal. Yeah, the Viking is tough, isn't yeah, it? I just. Uh, and then as we got further, it, it was coming on dark and uh, and I just couldn't even think to imagine that they got to do it in the dark. And yeah. and it was, uh, the thunder and lightning was just cracking everywhere. And I was like, mate, <laughs> these guys, I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now. Um, they, they, if this hits where it is, they, they got some serious, uh, because it wasn't easy. It was thick. It was slippery. Um, the markings were there. Like you nearly lose it. Effect. You really had to concentrate. So, yeah. So, so how how close did that thunder and lightning get? You know, well, it was seriously felt like it was following me, and, <laughs> and uh, it was loud and it was strong. And then you know, I always think of like, like oh, how many cracks it is and that how yeah, far it is right. and whatever as well. And I was like, uh, so then when I got to the aid station, I was like, so is there actually a uh, um, a policy a rule or whatever um what it is and um and they're like oh if you have poles you can just put them away and i'm like well i'm okay there so uh, it's not going to get me and but my seriously what was going through my head was that i'm in the lead right and if we cancel the race now do i get to win or is it <laughs> so but I, I wasn't um look i wasn't scared uh to the point where i would have pulled like thing i was just cautious of um, what a thing, and it and it probably passed or didn't quite hit me, um, essentially. So I was okay, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty loud and uh, ferocious there for a while. It was cracking up. Mm. Yeah, uh, so added added to the uh, excitement factor of the race. Most definitely. And um, what do you do for nutrition when you're um, racing? Because you're pushing quite hard, you'll be burning through the carbs a fair bit. So yeah, yeah. My, I, I'm a, just a jails man um, and I have one gel an hour um, in, in general and um, yeah, just make sure to have that and then into supplement in between, I might have a, a, a cliff block or something like that or just a, if I feel like I need something extra, I'll, I'll add that in. And um, what gels do you use? I uh, see. I, this is very deep. I'm just using the winner's gels, right? Oh, yeah. um, and I, back when I think I just tried it and I liked it and I've kept it. And um, and it, it, so how long have you been using them? Oh, forever and a day for five, oh, six. Normally people find what works for them, you know, one race doesn't the next, you know. Yeah, so I, I, um, I generally, I never have an upset stomach. Um, yeah, I, 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 as I said to everyone, I said, I, I'll never tell anyone what gel to get. I say, just try all of them until you find one that you like and one that doesn't upset your stomach or whatever. And yeah. uh, and stick to it. So yeah. that's what I did, and and whatever it is, and so I just I just stick that. I know that I have if I have one every hour, that's that's generally enough um, as well. And yeah, so then I'll I'll have that, and then I have some like um I have I just use um hydrolyte as well in yeah. my drink. So one hydrolyte, one one water, and I just alternate between the two over the time. 
um, to just get a, a, a bit of electrolytes. And I occasionally I have tablets for electrolytes as well, um, just like for cramps and bits and pieces. And uh, as the race goes on, I generally have them on the half hour and the gel on the hour. So I'm, I'm alternating and I'm always getting some sort of thing within every half an hour. So it doesn't, I don't go to the low stage. So. And, and when you see your crew, do you eat any solid food? Yeah, so generally, uh, I I don't think the first the first one I, I, I love watermelon. So I was watermelon and um, fruit cake, just a bit of sugar and stuff, is mainly what I have. And then uh, and then when I have solids, I'll have um, noodles with the broth. And um, I told my, I told Georgia off. She wasn't, she didn't have enough broth and water in there. And she goes, Jesus, I don't know how to make two minute noodles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all the salt, the salt and stuff in there yeah. is thing. So yeah, I had that at one of them, and then then I think the next one uh, or one of them along, they um they had a toasted sandwich. So that, that was uh, uh, that was good. So I had. That, and then I had went to have a toast sandwich on one of the next ones, and I was like, oh, I can't eat this." It was like I was eating concrete. <laughs> um, and then uh, towards the end, uh, at Blowhard Heart, um, I again I needed something to eat, and I knew I needed solids. And um, they had um, soup, soup hash browns, and that, and that brought me back. That was one hundred percent what I needed, and it was easy to eat. And yeah, so that I'm not that adventurous. Uh, I keep it really simple. And, yeah, and um, and I know it works for me, so I stick to that those that that sort of formula, whatever works out of those. And occasionally I have a couple of cliff bars and stuff like that. If I I, I get to the point, because I, I, the last aid station, I was like, man, I don't want to see another gel again. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I was pretty done on those, so I started on the cliff bars and stuff instead. So yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. And so, how did you find the run down? Well, before you before you get to there, how because you know I'm I'm not a, a hundred mile runner, but I can only imagine I drove up and down the road several times during this race, but also at other times I've done it, other GSERs, and that road seems to me to go on forever. And at you know that particular point in the race, I I would stand at the the start of that road and go, "Kill me now." We were so, trying to see. Is this going up to um, Blowhard Heart? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, once you come down off, off the trail. Yeah, yeah. The it actually did drag on a little bit and it was near Whiteout as well. And I knew there was that little offshoot and we actually went past it slightly and I was like, nah, it's here somewhere. We need to go back about mm -hmm. 20 metres or so. And then, and then then you you do that loop, which sort of seems semi-pointless. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then you, you get into Asia and then you're on the road again and you're like, uh, I think our guy said it was only like 500 meters. I'm like, oh, I'm fairly certain it was more than 500 meters on the way down. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah which is probably another K, K and a half or something like that. So yeah, yeah. it did, did drag along. Cause as well, we're only power walking. Walking. Yeah. And I think we got uh, and because again, I was still trying to conserve energy. I didn't want to bust myself up if I didn't have to um, to go there. So, so, but we got to the top of that crest there, and the it, the heavens were starting to open. And I was, I was I was actually cold, and I was the bit the best decision I made was that, um, and I, and this was from Du where I was like on the top of um, Mount Blackwood. I didn't, wasn't going to put on my jacket, and my pace is like you need to put it on. I'm like I don't. <laughs> and then I had that moment. They go, you need to think straight here, you know. So I put balaclava beanie, I mean balaclava gloves and jacket on, yeah. and um, 
and then the heavens opened and literally the earth fell out of the sky and I was like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was um, at that point, yeah, I was bloody happy I made that decision. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I know it's hard when you're in a race to sometimes realise that you need to put those warm clothes on, but yeah, yeah it's so important. Because, yeah, yeah I, I got by, I took my jacket off early days in the race up Northwest Spur. Yeah. Like, I was cooking up and I was like, oh, I'll just run with my long sleeve thermal, which is a lightweight one, regulates the temperature really well. Um, and it'd been sufficient enough to that, that point, but it, oh, I actually started to shiver and stuff. And I was like, okay, I really need to... Um, Again, it's about listening to your body and it's telling you what it needs to do that sometimes we don't listen to it and the signs are there. So, yeah, yeah you got to be really in tune to it. So. Yeah, 100%. No, that's, and that's really good advice, um, honestly. Mm. Um, now, just going back to your training and that sort of stuff, I'm wondering, because like you are there now at, at your daughter's gymnastics and, and you work full time, quite long days. How, where do you find the time to train? Yeah, so I'm a real early riser. Um, I, I, do, I don't have too many training partners sometimes because we do start, but yeah, I've got um, I've got a couple of groups I run with um, uh, in the city and stuff. We we call ourselves the 5:45 group, so because that's what time we start at, and um, so and that'll be like you know midweek runs and it they sort of fit a bit in if I'm doing some speed work or some just or just casual sort of stuff, and then um, the other crew, the Mastodon crew. Generally, uh, it, it got down to the stage, it was just me and Matt half the time. Um, but yeah, we would be five, quarter to five, 5.30 is pretty stock standard um, to try and fit two hours in or so before work. Um, and then there's been the occasional ones where like on um, three o'clock, whatever. And um, on the weekends, like kids play basketball. So I've got to be done by seven o'clock or something like that. So I've got to be four hours in. So I literally um, get up, depending on how far I've got to run, whatever it is, I'll, I'll generally do all my running at, in the morning at night. It just doesn't happen. So I can see. So I, yeah, I'll do it. Um, then, or if I, occasionally I've been running with Matt and I'm like, I've got to leave you here because I've got to get to basketball and stuff like that. So it'd be like a 10K time trial home to make sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, but uh, generally very early. And some days people ask, oh, I don't even ask people to come because I know that I'm going that early. So, yeah, wow. A lot of people, a lot of people's wives go, no, he's stupid and you're not allowed to go training with him. <laughs> no. And yeah. but um, do you think that that helps with your mental toughness for your races? Uh yeah. Like I again, I someone, my mum's friend goes to my mum, which goes, oh, so when's he gonna sleep? And she's like, he's not. And then, uh, and then after the race was run, she goes, so when did he sleep? And I was like, oh, she goes, he didn't. And, uh, and someone else asked me, I go, man, it's only 24 hours. Like yeah. you can do that on your yeah. head. Right? Yeah. But I've, I've done days where we've done 24 hours and we've gone back to work. And so essentially the time and, and still being mentally like with it, um, yeah. it doesn't bother me essentially. And getting up, you got to train the way you want to race. So if you've got to go through the night or whatever it is, you need to train like that where it's not just going to magically happen on the day. And so this is what I stress to people, you know, if you want to run a certain time or the pace and that I would run like obviously in the race that I drop in sub five minute there. I do that in training. Like it might, as I said, it might be the last 10, 10 Ks of a run or I've got to get to basketball, but I'm doing that on the back end of a 40 K run. I, if I do it in training, I can do it on on game day. So, yeah, it's all relative, I reckon. 
Yeah, mm. no, yeah. that makes sense. So, um, what what's your recovery been like? Um, look, do you know what? I've I've pulled up really, really well. Um, I did get a massage after the um the race, which I think was uh, a, a new element that I haven't really done. You know, the day of the race, so um, which was really good. But I think being able, I think my training this time, even like going to DU where I couldn't walk for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, this time I, I know that I've done better training and, um, and if I did DU now that I reckon I'd cope better after it. Um, but yeah, so my training has been really good and I didn't need to go to the absolute well. I didn't get cramps in the run, yeah. you know, things all went really well. So I pulled up, you know, considering well, and I went for a run on the Thursday. Um, wow. and I wasn't, uh, there was with the Danny non crew <laughs> And I was like, we ended up doing 800 vert in the oh, 12 God. days. I was like, mate, this is not what I was wanting for. <laughs> so, <laughs> I took it pretty bloody easy. And But then, yeah, I, I was back on the wheelbarrows like by the Wednesday, Thursday um, that week, essentially. But yeah, I think keeping moving in some shape or form um, is the best thing. So, but um, I put up pretty well and went for run on Sunday. And, and yeah, so just lightly, nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I've uh, I've pulled up so good that um I've entered another race. Oh God, what? Oh, the the whole stone sort of thing has got a hold of me at the oh, moment. Yes. So I'm doing uh Mount Kosciuszko hundred. Um, oh, nice. So this is very unlike me. I don't normally back up um so close to getting him, but um I definitely didn't have 160 in me. But um, I'm going to do the 100 there just to... Uh, okay. And that's not um, as big on vert anyway. This was part reason why I looked at it and I was like, it's actually um, fairly gentle considering yes. it's only like 3-3 three, three or 3-1 three, yeah, or something. Right. And it seems like there's no like, there's no Northwest Spur, there's no Viking or yeah. anything like that. And it seems like it's pretty gentle. So I'll, um, I, if I just want to cruise, I think I'll get through all right. So are you going to go for the win or are you just going to go for, for doing finishing the run for the Stones? Uh, I haven't made that decision totally. Um, <laughs> I have checked the field out and it seems pretty hot. Um, there is a couple of good runners there. So whether I, I, I could win on my best day would be, you know, you'll probably have to pull something out of the bag. But um, but I have, I, I'm actually just going to wait and see. It's only three weeks. I've only just finished it. So I'm pretty keen to just see my body goes and uh, if it's not feeling so great i'll just push i'll just cruise if i feel like i'm i'm good i'll i know my competitive juices will will push yes. me along so yeah uh, I, I haven't made my mind up well i was going to ask as you sort of mentioned do you is, is the plan to do do you again next year um so i'm pacing uh so my pacer matt he's actually locked in so uh-huh. i'm definitely pacing this year um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's still got a nag about me. I reckon I could, like, again, I think I'm physically fitter and better now that I could have, you know, done it better, I reckon. Wow. But because I've won it and, and finished it, I don't, I don't have that empty void. So, yeah. um, yeah. I will just wait and see. So, uh, yeah. not too sure. What about yourself? Well, you, oh uh, God, no, no! <laughs> I was gonna say you when you sent me the message, and you're like, "Is the rest of this course that horrible?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Isabel's really ready for this race. <laughs> I just didn't like. I would enjoy 
like a little bit of the race that I do. And it's just like, I just, maybe I'm not used to that terrain, but it was like, I didn't enjoy the terrain, quite frankly. (laughs) It is brutal. And um, yeah, it's a bloody true test to your testament, that race, I'll tell you. No, no, no. It's, it's It's a tough course. And you know, I don't mind tough courses. That's not the issue. But I, I have to say, I didn't overly enjoy the terrain. So no, I, I think I knew at that stage, right? I go, I think I rang a mate. I go, I don't think he's about. This is the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then when it all went pear shaped, I was like, yeah, it's uh, definitely not. No, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. I think I just kind of lost my whole will to live. Quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, so I, I did that on the twenty-five k training run that we did. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I, I lost a big time. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I said to Matt, uh, we've got um, we're going to do the old river in training. So well, um, that, that was where we were, and yeah. we, we could not believe it when we first did it in training. We're like, "What the hell? This can't be part of the course." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's mandatory. So yeah. um, yeah, I look forward to doing that again, just in training. I know I've done it three really? times, but yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like fun. <laughs> you yeah. should come. <laughs> yeah let me know i'll be busy <laughs> <laughs> so um obviously when you're talking about the Australians, you're talking about um utmb yep so um what what year are you hoping to do that so this is uh, yeah and we've been to, uh, talking about overseas and then my my kids and my family been all over me to go because they want to go on holiday and not yeah, yeah. So like oh let, let's try and get utmb Anyway, I didn't realise Jess Jess Yar was an index rating. I'm a real. I've done a bit of research now. Like they were all over, and I was like, on Sunday after the race, leave me alone. I don't even want to think about another race for like the. And then on the Monday, I was like, I was doing a bit of research, and then the cutoff is actually 30th December, so I can ah. actually if I do stones now, I can go in the lottery to be 2023. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. So that's. <laughs> I'm doing another run. Um, yeah, so now You're I've got... doing my, it for the family. Yeah, exactly. So they can go shopping and do whatever. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, so uh, now I've got a rating in the 50, 100 and the miler. So essentially now I just need a stone. So that's why. And then I thought, oh, I'm not driving six hours to go for one for a 27K race and get one stone. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where I decided I settled on the 100 and I'll get three stones and have three cracks at it and... I don't know how it all works with the UTT. I, I don't understand it. But... I don't understand it so much, but I'm a lot wiser now, but I know that the cutoff is the 30th. So I thought it's because I'm feeling good, it's a, a worth a throw at the stumps. And if I can get in next year, oh, no, I know I'm going really well. Otherwise, it's still going to be 2024 at best. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is which is fine. I mean, yeah. But yeah, you've got this opportunity. Why not, you know? Yeah, well, that's, about, that's how I saw it. So... So if you don't get into UTMB, what would be your other options for later on? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's always, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a couple other ones there. My sister lives in Canada, so there's one over in Canada. Um, Big dog? Uh, nah, the Six Cents or the something like that. It's a uh, over near Calgary somewhere that way. Yeah, well, uh, which one is it? Sinistar? Sinistar, that's the one. Yeah, yes. nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, so yeah. That, that's in about June, July. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you, you should do the sinister triple. No, yeah, I did look at that. It looks pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they have some. They look like they have some really nice ones over there. So yeah, maybe something like that. But yeah, I'd like to, you know, dabble a little bit more overseas if I, yeah, 
Um, Canada, can I just say you would love the Canadian mountains? I mean, yeah. Europe's great too, but Canada's yep. awesome. Yeah, so yeah, there, there's just a couple of options. Um, but yeah, and maybe I've still got a nagging of going back to UTM, which works out for UTA. So last time I was there, I did my hamstring, um, you know, 30 k's in. So I was like, I'd need to go, even though I finished it, I just really want to run that course as hard as I could. But um, that yeah. may be on the cards, especially if, if I've got to get stones, I'll probably do that one because it works in with DU is now earlier in eight, uh, end of April. And then oh, I can race in May, you know, if that's yeah, when the yeah. dates were. So that works for me as well. Yeah. yeah. So how long have you been running? Um, I did triathlons and so forth when I was younger. And yeah. um, and so that 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 was sort of my running. And, so, and I just gave it all the way to play footy. And then yeah. when I was like, uh, so 10 or so years ago, I finished footy and, um, and I got into... Uh, I wanted to run marathons and um, do a couple of things. So I've been in New York and done a couple of things like that. And um, and I was back into the triathlons and they got cancelled. So then I I got to UTA. A mate said to do it, and that and I've ever since I've gone that to the tri trails, I haven't looked back essentially. So it took me a while to sort of transform my body from yeah. playing a football body to to running. And um, and then and then get the training and so forth as well. Like you just you, you know the knowledge and the trial and error and stuff like that. I, I think I'm, you know, fine tuning it a lot now. So can I ask, um, how old are you? Uh, so I'm 43. Okay. So. Yep. Yep. So okay. you've still got quite a few, you know, strong years ahead of you. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still feeling fit and um, yeah. As I said. He's uh, I, I, and Owen, he's forty-one and as well. And uh, I was like, oh, what is with these young guys? They're meant to be beating us. <laughs> if that was me when I was uh, older, being the competitor, of, oh, I'm not letting this old bloke beat me. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, it's only two years, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like the, the other guy, like Matt, who will. Uh, he was twenty. He's twenty-four, twenty-five. Uh, okay, but right. ultra running does tend to um play to the strengths of older people. Too though. Yeah, I think uh, you got a bit more uh, knowledge and and yeah. strength in your body, and it, it, it you know you, it's a bit different. I think you're still learning so much when you're younger and stuff yes. like that. You're still learning for yourself, let alone anything. Where again, the ultras is a really mind game type of sort of situation. Yes. Like exactly. I probably wouldn't have been ready for it uh, when I was younger. Like no. now, uh, I'm so you know that's what I thrive on. I suppose back then you probably would have spat me out. When, yeah. when you had those, you know, low moments at the at the start when you were saying this is shit, yeah. I don't want to do this. That, you that know, when you're young, you. that's probably yeah. Know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you wavering a bit, but when you're older, I suppose the the wiser, the wiser, older and wiser, I'll stick with. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and and like when you talk about listening to your body, not that young people don't, but I think as you get older, you learn how important that is to do. Yeah, yeah, and I've learned that from um, even training, like overtraining, and just. Yeah. Uh, been a real numbers man and whatever and then this is what i try and teach matt okay it's not a numbers game i'm telling you it, you don't have to finish on 12 k's or whatever do 100 k's i a try week. to tell him that <laughs> you, just, like, you just you just stop like because yeah. you, you actually don't need it anymore if that's yes. that was your there's argument. no extra benefit from doing nah. that 324 and, um, meters yeah so you might still do 60 k's a week but like you'll do 5,000 vert like sort of thing like it, it's just all relative and 
yeah, I've learned that over time. I, I used to be pretty anal and whatever of what it is, but yeah, it is what it is. What I whatever I feel like my body, my body will tell me, nah, you're done today. Just shut up shop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All righty. Well, that's that sounds like a good spot to to put a pin in it. So yep. thank you so much for joining us. And and once again, congratulations on on your run because it was absolutely epic. It was a yep. massive run. And yep. we were we were watching, you know, the the uh, tracking. And you know, at first we saw that the three of you were together and we were going, oh, well, Nigel's Nigel. Uh Owen's, you know, a bloody good runner. So he'll really give Nigel a you know run for his money. And then the next time we looked at it, you were, you know, you started to pull away from me like, wow, you know. Yeah, I, it was funny in the run. I was like, okay, we're going to run for three of us together. And at some stage, someone's going to you know, pull in. I was like, I don't know when this is going to be and how it's going to happen or how. Then I don't have any plan or thing. I'm just going to plug along as long as I'm feeling good. Um, if I feel shabby, I'll just, I'll just pull off and do whatever. And then... Yeah, when it actually come to be me being the one that was stronger, yeah. it was like, oh well, now's just the time to go, and you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like I don't know what their their plan was that that within. I didn't completely have one. I, I again, I'm a real intuitive sort of thing. By feel, you got to be feeling it during the thing, rather than go okay between fifty and something. I'm just gonna go. Like you, you just got to really listen to how you're feeling or whatever. And mm. yeah, so but it, it was yeah, it was all. It takes me a fair bit to give myself a little bit of a credit for what I do some days. And uh, I, after I sat back and I was like, yeah, I know I was pretty happy. And yeah, um, yeah, it yeah. seems to, you know, hopefully inspired other people as well. So Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I think so. And and I think you went into it and, and executed the race, you know, just perfectly. So, so yeah. yeah. Well done. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck at Cozzy. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how you go. Well, yeah, we'll just see. We'll decide whether we're racing or just, uh, yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> I bet you you race. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's good. Oh, well. All right. Thanks for that and good luck. No worries. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.